Okay, I want to teach you a Mozhitzer nigan. I've been singing this nigan lately. Rip Shlomo used to sing it. I think it's a really beautiful nigan. So sing with me if you know it. And if you don't know it also, that's okay. Um, but this is how it goes. a really, really special one. Um, and we're going to jump right into Chavirim v'chavirot yikarim. Let's keep on learning for the Rufu Shlema of Reb Chaim Menachem ben Leah. I just heard from his son, Tzvi Kramer, that uh, in his words, he said to me, Chaz Hashem, mamash shipurim nikarim me'od me'od, be'met nisim v'niflaot. Which means that Reb Chaim is, is Baruch Hashem doing, be- doing better and will continue to do better. Um, today we're going to attempt to finish this piece, this very, very powerful diary entry of the Piyasetzner Rebbe, which was uh, uh, submitted into his diary, most probably, it was after Shmini Atzeret of 1934, 1934. And to give a quick, uh, uh, just to remind ourselves where we were when this teaching 
The Rebbe is basically, it's a very hard piece. It's a very passionate piece, but it's very hard because the Rebbe is being very vulnerable and he's sharing from Imke Nishmasa, from the depths of his heart, his, his, his confusion. He's trying to understand, aren't our tears enough, Ribbono Shalom? Like, how, how could it be that there's still so much, there's still so much pain, there's still so much suffering? And he's trying to understand this. How could it be that 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 Yidin is still going through through so much of what they're going through? And he's wondering, and he's wondering out loud, and he's looking to the angels, and he's saying, Malachim, where, where, who do you think you are? You, you really want to prosecute us? He's talking to Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. He's saying, where's Chus Avos? Where are you guys? And the whole time, obviously. He's saying all this in the presence of the Ribbon Shlalem. And at times it gets, and it's like, the, the, the cool thing about this piece is that he's going back and forth between davening and protesting. It's very, very interesting. And it's very, it's not so clear because you, you, it's almost like you wish, you, you wish the Rebbe was here to, to look at him while he was saying what he's saying because it's an illustration of so many, so many very personal feelings that are happening at the same time, and we're doing our best to try to understand them. But um, today we're gonna end Hashem, end this, finish this piece where the Rebbe has he has this, his last few questions, but he ends off with a beautiful, beautiful tefillah. So if you have the sefer, uh, we are. You could pull up the 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 page now. We're on Daf Shin Nun Aleph, and we're about to, uh, and it's Shin Nun Aleph and Shin Nun Bet today. So we're up to the paragraph, the bottom paragraph, the Lama Ze, and um, this is a very, very, again, we're going to have to open our hearts just a, a, a bit more to see what the Rebbe is saying beneath the surface of all these words. And um, we'll see where it goes, Bezrat Hashem. So you see the paragraph, it says, V'lama zeh yamei v'naharei dimot kodesh be'atzmam machrishim. The Rebbe is saying, why is it that these oceans and rivers of holy tears, why are they machrishim? Why does it seem like our tears aren't making a change in, in heaven? Uh, again, a very, you know, a very chutzpah, holy chutzpah, the question: Why does it seem like our tears are not really making a change in Shemaim? And again, what what era is this? This is post World War One, where you know, not right after World War One. It's already ten, fifteen years after World War One. But the matzah is, is horrible. And he's saying, and and he just came out of Rishonim Kippur Sukkot, Elul Rishonim Kippur Sukkot, Shmini Yatzeres and Chastara, and it seems that people are still suffering so much. And he's saying, how could it be that the tears, the rivers of tears have not really changed anything? Why are they still machrishim? Mi ma'amidet za'afam lidmama, second line. Who's putting their, the anger? Who's silencing? Who's silencing the tears? You know, the last time I really felt this personally in a really strong way was when the three boys were kidnapped and it actually wasn't Racheli Frankel. It was it was one of the other mothers that really got to my heart. It was the mother of Eyal Yifrach. Eyal Yifrach. I don't remember her first name. Uh, this very holy Tznoa Sfardi woman. 
Iris, I think her name was. Iris, Iris was, uh, Yeah, uh, whatever, whatever her name was, whatever her name is. And her tears, it was like, when, when I saw her tears, I was like, ah, okay, it's all going to be taken care of, you know, obviously. There's no way in the world, right? And even though, you know, I, we don't know the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem also created us with a certain natural human instinct to be to be very sensitive to the to the to the to the, to the emotions of seeing a, a Jewish mother cry, obviously. So the Rebbe is also saying it's like, I don't understand who's silencing these tears. Second line, There are those the waves of the oceans they're making a and a and a crazy sound. The waves um, are 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 kind of like beating each other. They're winning each other. They're getting power more and more powerful. This is the wave of tears that's happening in the world, and each each wave is saying to the next. Meaning, if they were able to speak. Right, if you could listen to the wave of t- of Jewish tears, the Rebbe is saying, what would the what would what is the te- what would the tears be saying? Hanicheni ve'et kol pigei Yisrael esharesh, meaning let go of me, let me let me be as loud as I need to be, and I'll uproot all the suffering. Asharesh means to uproot. I will uproot all the suffering of every yid. I'll put an end to all the tzaros in the world. And now he brings a very, a fascinating Gemara. It's a little bit of Aramaic, but we'll, we'll explain it. One of the waves tells its other friend, right? Another wave. Is there anything in the world that you haven't yet washed away? Meaning, is there anything left for me to do? Or have you taken care of business? Tell me. And I'll take care of it. It's like that's that's how we're that's how we're here for each other. You know, Jewish suffering, the arevut. I know it's very it's, again it's very difficult to understand, but but the Rebbe is, is is saying over here, I just don't understand. I've seen so many tears. And he's not just saying I've seen so many tears. What he's really saying without saying is, and I have shed so many tears, I have cried so many tears and one wave of tears is here and one wave of tears is here hasn't it been enough how could it be how could it be continues right after it says it calls on Israel Amarek I will destroy this is what the if we could hear the ocean of tears this is what the tears of Yidin are saying he's saying all the enemies and all those that cause harm to Am Israel I will wipe out kol even gam kol ziz asher yastin lingof et haidiot mi Yisrael b'shorsho e'ekor. The Piyasetz Nerev is saying that the waves are saying anything, kol even, any rock, anything that comes in the way of, of, of hurting a Yid, I will remove from its source. I'm, I'm prepared to wipe it all away and completely uproot it all. Kolos Maim Rabim Yar Ishu Vesufa Usearai Zafu. The sound of great oceans is making this noise. And it is it is this is the storm. Like the Rebbe is saying, I know how to listen to, to waves. 
I know how to listen to oceans. I'm telling, I mean, he's writing it to his diary, but he's telling you and I today, he's saying, I know how to listen to, to, to the mikvah of tears. And this is what it's saying. And, and he's just wondering, how could it be that it hasn't yet caused this, you know, the change that we need in the world? And what's so painful about this piece is that the Rebbe is saying this in 1933. The real river of tears hasn't even begun. He's still five years shy, six years shy of the real river of tears that's about to come out. So he continues over here, the word v'hakiv yachol. We're about seven lines from the bottom. Six lines from the bottom. V'hakiv yachol mevaet birikin tresar alfei alma v'gai b'bochi. This is, this is a, a whole piece from the Zohar which begins to describe Hashem Yisbarach's crying. I'm going to read through it and then I'll explain. Sho'og yishag al naveyu. And two drops of tears into the ocean coming from Hashem. What it, what it basically means is that two, yeah, the Zohar over here is describing Hashem Yisbarach's crying. And it's describing that, that the, the universe itself trembles from a drop of Hashem's tear in the ocean. Now we have a concept that we know that it says, Bechol tzara samlo tzar. Every time one of us is in pain, the Ribbon Hashem Kivyachol is in pain as well. Every time we cry, Hashem cries with us. So the Zara Kodesh, the Rebbe is quoting the Zara Kodesh and saying, and what, a, what an intense roaring it causes in the world when Hashem Yisbarach has a few tears that drop into the ocean. Two tears of Hashem fall into the great ocean, the, the Zohar says here. And the whole world is shaking and it's on fire from the tears of Hashem. And at that moment, what happens? The second to bottom line, The ministers of the world at that moment are aware of the fact, Asher Aleihem Nitach. Uh-oh, day of judgment has arrived and has, has appeared upon us. It's come upon us. And with all this, you know, with all the evil doing and the wickedness in particular regarding Am Yisrael, you know, the Rebbe is going to say over here, He's saying, I don't understand. There's something called Yom Hadin. How could it be that the powers of evil did not freak out Aleph from Hashem's tears, but also from our tears. Yom Adin has come. But the Rebbe then continues and he says, Bechoshech Anan Va'arafel, next page, that Bechoshech Anan Va'arafel Yimaku, but the enemies of Am Yisrael will be destroyed in the cloud of darkness. Top line, Ze Bazen Nigafim, each enemy will actually be destroying each other. And nations will be, every kingdom will be fighting each other. It's one of the greatest signs of Mashiach that 
uh, you know, kingdoms will destroy, nations will destroy each other. We won't even have to be busy doing any of this. The nations of the world will do this to each other. Veruach me'es Hashem osam yischav, and this there'll be this this wind will come forth from Hashem to carry them all away. Etze yisa ad ben ha'avim ve'inakfeu ha'ra'am. Everything will be completely washed away. Ve'etze bishol tachtis yashkia v'sham yisaref, and there'll be. And and those that need to fall down to the lowest place in the world will fall down and be swallowed up like Korach and be and be burnt. This is like the Rebbe's hope, what he's saying over here. Hope to the end of Am Yisrael's suffering. The four winds of the world will come and take the whole world to a new reality. And what's going to basically happen is that eventually, the Rebbe is saying, the tears, are the storm that will be caused by the waves and by the tears will end up nullifying all evil in the world and will wash away everything that needs to be washed away through the power of the tears. The Rebbe is not saying we need to start crying. The Rebbe is saying the tears are all there, Chava. The tears have been there for years. Uh, you know, the, the Rebbe is not telling. The Rebbe is not saying to Hashem, you know, if only we knew how to cry. The Rebbe is saying, I don't understand what the tears should be doing is not happening. And the tears have been there for many, many years. And the suffering is, is still there. So how could it be? But he, ends off with, but he ends off this paragraph with like a hope. And he's saying, you know what's going to happen? When, when the tears do what they're supposed to do? The cold mama daka bilvavot Yisrael yishma. After the noise, after the commotion, after the sad, after the storm... We have that in the liturgy of, of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. But there's going to be a soft, silent voice in the heart of every, every Yid. And what is that, what is that voice saying? Wait, look forward for the footsteps of Mashiach. Meaning, Mashiach's here. Just, just wait, he's about to show up. He's about to appear. Again, Chavra, this is 1934, the Rebbe is saying these words. Very, very difficult to read this. Very hard to read this stuff. <clears throat> so he continues. Again. Why is everyone silent? The Rebbe is so confused. He's saying, who is holding the tears back from doing what they're supposed to be doing in the world? What are they supposed to be doing in the world? What we just described a second ago. To come with this storm of emotions, to cause a tumult like never before, to change over heaven and earth, and wash away in that river of tears any tsaras that's happening to Am Yisrael. The Rebbe is saying, who is preventing the tears from doing what they're supposed to be doing? Lama ze od achare sara 
How could it be? We're post the storm already. We're post the war. What is he, what is he talking about? You know, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't realize it, but if one of the greatest signs of Mashiach is that nations are going to be killing each other, kingdoms are going to be killing each other, <coughs> that's mamish what was happening during World War I. And the Rebbe is saying, listen, Hashem is Baruch, there are Yidin here that hear the soft voice and are telling each other, Tzfei shel Mashiach. The Rebbe is saying, I don't understand something. Lama ze od acharei ha-sehara v'acharei ha-milchamot kulam el beit ta'anugehem shavu. How could it be that people just peacefully went back, that everyone retreated to their place peacefully? Who is he talking about over here? It seems like he's saying, I, I summoned the Avos to come and cry on behalf of Am Yisrael. It seems they went back to Shlofen Hebron. I summoned the angels to come and instead of prosecuting to come and be Melamed Tzchus, oh, they're also done with their gig as well. Everyone went back to their, to their peace and serenity, but us, Yirin, are back to our nothingness. Kulam smechim. Everyone seems to be okay now. Va'anachnu boshim. Everyone is fine, but we're back to our poverty. We're back to our busha. Rubam ba'ayarot u'medinot nitashru va'anachnu be'oni ve'yagon. Most of our enemies have even become more rich and powerful since World War I. But it seems that we remain in our poverty and in our suffering. Again, this piece is so different because you can't, every sentence is changing between a protest and a tefillah, which is really all one, because I, I believe that when you share your heart like this to the Ribbonah it's not anything but, but bearing, <coughs> revealing to yourself what your heart really, really feels. If that's not a tefillah, I don't know what is. And this is what's happening in this piece. This back and forth, this back and forth just doesn't stop. So... The Rebbe ends off here, like the stark Breslover that we sometimes imagine him to be. And he ends off with a tefillah. A very, very powerful tefillah. Now look at this. Um, Shem, if you can zoom in a little bit on these words. Anna. Thank you. Look at this paragraph. If you could have the image of the Piyasetzner in front of you, that'd be really, um, be very powerful. The PSS Nerevis says like this, Ana Shemea Kol Please, the one who hears the krechtzing, the crying, Rachemna Alecha Kivyachol, have compassion on yourself. PSS is saying, Hashem, have compassion on yourself, so to speak. Ve'aleinu, Banecha, Ba'avadecha, and on us. Your children, your servants. And from the place where it's so far, you seem so far, and Hashem, it's so dark here. Shh, come on, bring me closer. And it's true. It's true. It's 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 already after it's after Simchas Torah. We went through Elul Tishrei. And yeah, we probably did not purify ourselves the way that we could have. A person only regrets and does tshuva when, 
when he when what's clear to him that what, what, the, what that which he did wrong is clear to him and is in front of him, that's when he, he regrets and he does tshuva. Ulefanecha atahor shegam b'malachecha torim atorim tasim tahala, and he's saying over here, before you the the purity even in your even in your pure angels no one can stand completely clean. Like tachlis. There's a, there's a there's wording in uh, in Neila. It says. Um, Ata hivdalta enosh mirosh, vatifkedeu lamod lefanecha, ki mi yomer lefanecha matifal, mi yitzdak. I don't remember the exact lesson of you. I just remember that that because it's a it's a beautiful Lubavitch nusach that I love. But I, also the words always strike me when we come to it. But what it basically means is you want to take you want an X-ray of Malach. Even even malachim, you can X-ray them, and it's not it's not clean enough. So yes, we're not as pure as we can be, and and you know, let's fast forward. Chodesh Iyar, Tavshin Pei, Eretz Yisrael, wherever we are. Yes, it's true. It's obviously true that there is so much tshuva we need to do. No one's going to say that we took care of that department. But the Rebbe says now a line that we should say, we should insert into our Kriyashma Shalamita. Aval ha'im beyamedim otenu. But amongst the sea of our tears, the oceans of our tears, is kol atzmoseinu od lo tavalnu, uvemikveh l'shadei nishmoseinu lo tahaynu. It's true we didn't do the tshuva that's necessary. But having our tears been a sufficient mikvah. The tears that we've shed already, the tears that keep on pouring down, isn't that, an, didn't that really purify? Didn't that take care of what needs to be taken care of? At that moment of God, when I'm crying out to you, when I'm pouring out my soul to you with bitter darkness that I experience, and at that moment when I'm before you and I realize what a privilege it is and the simcha that comes forth from such an awareness, let's think about that for a second. A yid that's in that state maybe didn't do complete tshuva, but the moments where it's re- a real shivchi kamayim libech nochach pnei Hashem, that has to do something, no? The Rebbe is wondering. Because at that moment, et kulo lefanecha mevatel, a person completely, completely nullifies himself. Vechoshev, kol nitzotz machshava ra'a ani chovet. And at that moment, where he has the awareness of Hashem in front of him, he will try to remove any bad thought that God forbid can cause a mechitza between him and God. You know Hashem is Baruch, the Jew that still has a lot of tshuva to do when he has those moments of, of standing in front of you and he tastes what it feels like to stand in front of the king and he gets an ounce of your love. 
At that moment, he pushes away everything and anything that can, God forbid, cause a chatzitza, can cause a mechitza between him and that feeling. That's true. So the Rebbe says, when that happens, hakol atam male or vekdusha. At that moment, I'm not in the cheshbon of how much tshuva I still need to do. I'm in the presence of light and holiness. Ve'et kol atzmi ba'or hazeh hineni mashlich. I am completely immersing myself into this light that exists in front of me. Ve'ha'im gam tvilatenu zoba mikvos elu sotel mi ribon ashlenem. Toveling in the mikvah that I just described. Chas v'sholom lo alta lefi arkenu lekarvenu. Are we still not the Adain Lomigyalanu to come close to you? Could that be? However, I want to share with you that that This, this, this tefillah is, the, is, I think, the only way one can daven today. I, I don't know how a person, especially someone living in Eretz Yisrael, can daven to Hashem, can pour out his heart without half protesting. You know, there's that voice, there's that sound of guilt that always comes in that, that somewhere triggered in our yeshiva education about um, what are you kvetching about? Life was so much harder for your grandfather or something like that. Of course life is better. Life, materialistic life is better. Of course, without a doubt. But until all those tears are allowed to do what it's supposed to do in the world, Every tefillah is escorted with some, some nigan of a, of a protest, of a holy protest. And when you, and you read these words, and the PSS never is writing this five, six years before World War II, it, it has to put some kind of a fear into each and every one of us. And he ends off here, We are certain and trust your justice, it'll come. And in your salvation, we're happy, we rejoice. I think the word here, though, was very interesting that he said, when you redeem yourself, Hashem is Barach, which means when you remove all those pieces of you that are in this, that are in each and every one of us, and you let us cry and do what we need to do in this world, then you're also this, it, it's Lemancha, it's you, it's, it's Sefer Achaim Lemancha. You, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are redeemed. So even though I can't understand it, blind faith doesn't mean uh, I just have to eat it all and trust that at any moment, regardless of how I respond to what's happening in the world, that's what Hashem wants it to be and everything will be good. This resonates so much, just personally speaking, a tefillah like this resonates so much with me. You know, I've shared this before that 
growing up here, when, when we were schlepped to the base medrash, every time a suicide bomber blew himself up in a bus, and all they told us was to say to Hillen for the refuah of those that are injured, that's when I checked out completely from that mahalach of what the yeshiva was doing, because I couldn't understand how they weren't also telling us right now, let's all scream to Hashem, Ad Masai! Why wasn't that part of the tefillah? How could that not have been part of the tefillah as well? How could it only be this place of... of there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger plan. At a certain point, you're going to lead to potsets, you're going to blow up. When, when there's no space for you to be able to also kvetch the Rebona Shalom Ad Matai. Ad Matai, How could it be? How could it be? So the Rebbe gave us Rashut. The Rebbe gave us incredible, this, this space. To, I don't even say Rashut. The Rebbe it gave us a Chiyuv. I feel like he's giving us an obligation. When we see Jewish tears, it is not only about acceptance that there's a greater plan and thus exercising our emuna. It has to be that when you're in a real relationship with someone, when you're hurting, you, if you don't share with the person you love, with the entity that you love, how much you're hurting, they can tell. And then the relationship starts becoming more and more fake and more and more shvach and more and more plastic, and more and more shallow. So there's still way too many tears. There really are. And even if things were beautiful now, and everyone was healthy in Am Yisrael, and we're post-corona, and everything is just back to normal, there's still a river of tears of the six million that are unanswered. And it's not just the six million the thousands of chayalim and chayalot that Yom HaZikaron still exists, Someone, that means there's still a force that's preventing the ocean of tears to do what it's supposed to do in the world. And we need to ask why, while we thank Hashem for everything else. While we thank Hashem for the privilege of talking to Him like this, we also, in the same breath, have a chiyuv to say, Aval ech zeacholiot. How could it be? So I give us a bracha in the schus of the Piyasetzne Zecher Tzadik B'Kodesh Nivracha Nechayel Maba to do a strong Hisbaridus to understand how to, how to really balance these two sides of, of the protest and tefillah, how they can become one. And I think that once you find that, it opens the gates for this very, very, very... Um, direct line to your neshama. It's you, 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 you get to know yourself in a very, very real way. And it's what you really want to do anyway. It's that, that's what you're waiting to do anyway. And it can happen. It can happen, Karev Ein.